Dr. Chris Tyler, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today. You're the Executive Director of the Centre for Science and Policy. Why have you set up the centre? The centre was set up to uh, improve engagement between researchers um, uh, and policymakers, both of which are kind of defined quite broadly. So we're very interested in improving the relationships between scientists, including uh, the natural sciences, social sciences, engineering, um, and so on, but also um, any kind of overlap with um, the, uh, you know, uh, any area uh, where there's uh, interface with policy. And policymakers quite broadly at the other end, of course, um, being both civil servants, ministers, parliamentarians, and so on. What's your unique selling point? Isn't this just another talking shop? Well, there are a number of organisations that do try and improve um, the engagement between researchers and policymakers. However, um, they have a tendency to be coming from a particular angle. Um, So, for example, there are professional and learned learned societies that do this, um, but they are are very focused on their fellowship, um, and they typically will pre- produce a report, for example, which they wave in front of policymakers, um, which policymakers very welcome and find useful. Um, but it's not always apparent um, how some of the recommendations that may be made could feed through into policy. So the centre's approach is not to do with the uh, the producing some kind of product at the end, but uh, improving relationships. That's that's where our end game is. Um, we bring together policymakers with the academics, uh, experts in a whole range of fields. It's a very interdisciplinary approach right from the word go so that, um, uh, so that the kind of what academics can bring to the policy process is embroiled in what, of course, policymakers understand about the policy process so that uh, you don't run over old ground. We're not having to go back to first principles from a policy um, uh, policy perspective um, and you can really uh, improve engagement between the two and of course at the end, end result hopefully uh, come up with uh, a better understanding between the two. Who have you got visiting? I, I know that you've got senior civil servants. If you say that, that your centre, the, the Centre for Science and Policy Research, is about uh, interaction between individuals, who's on your guest list? We have a whole range. Um, I mean, there's, there's a number of ways that the, the centre engages uh, engages those two communities. Um, one, for example, is through workshops uh, where we'll have very senior um, academics here and typically very senior um, uh, policymakers, uh, which will include DGs, um, permanent secretaries, chief scientific advisors, um, and so on. Um, we also have a uh, a placements and policy fellows program for example where we're sending academics into government and we're also bringing people from government to spend time with the university um, we had two with us last week uh, one who was head of eu policy uh, in biz and another who is uh, head of broadband in wales and in terms of policy making that's traditionally uh, what uh, centres for science and policy have done. They've, they've built models, haven't they? They've, they've been about good and bad practice. Are you going to be doing some of that? That isn't uh, on our kind of focus list at the moment. Our primary objective is to improve relationships. Um, to that end, we've been, we're set up as a networking organisation primarily. 
That's not to say that uh, the centre wouldn't take views on some issues. We don't take views on policy-specific issues, but the centre will probably, over time, I would imagine, develop views on areas um, that are specific to the interface between policy and academia, yes. And do you think that you'll be able to prove that this has a net worth? You know, networking, people might say, I'll repeat it again, a talking shop. Are you going to be able to improve policy-making and thereby wealth creation in the country? Um, it's an interesting question. I think, I think it's well understood that uh, good evidence is part of the policy process, an important part of it, because, of course, where you don't have good evidence, the alternative would be received wisdom or common sense, um, which, as we all know, does have a tendency from time to time to be wrong when you compare it to observational data, for example. However, of course, evidence uh, and science and so on is not um, the be-all and end-all in policy um, policymakers have a wide range of uh, factors that they need to consider um, when producing policy. So I don't think we'll ever kind of look back and say, um, here's, a, here's a metric for, for distinguishing exactly how effective it was. I think what we need to do is be able to look back um, after our engagement process on particular issues and say, were the policymakers as a result of that fully informed about the evidence? Um, and of course, equally, were those individuals who were involved in providing um, that evidence, advice, and so on to the policymakers, have they got a better understanding through our work of how the policy make? policy-making process actually works. So it's very much about building bridges between the two. Exactly, spot on. And, and in terms of your timescales and your goals, I mean, are you going to be fully up and running by the autumn? Um, I'd say we're fully up and running now, but um, uh, by the autumn we should have a, a larger number of, uh, of workshops underway. Um, those are kind of the primary mechanism for subject-specific engagement that we have. Um, we will also have had um, gone, been through the pilot uh, episodes of our um, policy placements and policy fellows um, processes so i mean yes by the autumn uh, we should have a, a wider range of programs up and running that we can look back and point to and say um, that was a success or alternatively that didn't work let's try something different and so if people want to, to come to these uh, seminars if they want to get involved in your networking events i presume they go to the website absolutely our website is uh, csap.org.uk um, there are on top of the other work that we um, have been doing, we also um, run other things that uh, bring in a wider range of, um, of people. For example, we run a distinguished lecture series. Um, we, uh, we had Ben Martin give one uh, not long ago, and we've got Sarah Mukherjee from the BBC uh, giving one uh, in uh, June. Um, uh, that, that's something that we think is really important because it brings together a wider range of individuals in a, in a lecture hall um, uh, from the university, from um, policy um, and so on, the policy world. Um, and it, it gives a n nice opportunity for people to kind of get together and have a, a good old ding-dong in the question and answer session afterwards. Well, all I can do now is to say good luck, and we'll no doubt talk to you again. Uh, Chris Tyler, uh, Executive Director of the Centre for Science and Policy, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today. I've enjoyed it a lot. It was a pleasure.